Previously on SideQuest. I think we're in, Doc! Doc? Uh, what you see before you through the dust as it kind of floats back down and, and intermingles with the fluorescent lighting in front of you, you can see stairs leading down uh, that go to the basement level of the bank building. Oh, guess I leads the charge. You see a guard standing in the corner of the room. The boulder thinks that you should put your hands in the air. They immediately put their hands up in the air. Uh, I, l- listen, l- I didn't say speak. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I was just trying I to- I didn't say speak. I'm sorry, I just- Shut I, your I, mouth. I, just, I just can't understand you with the mask on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I, as much as I love your grenade launcher, uh, I, I, maybe we should um, take a more silent approach. Then you are sitting in the alleyway uh, when they give a report of an ongoing situation at the New Haven Bank and Trust. Ew. Wayne, Wayne, the, the popo are on their way. <laughs> I'm trying to take care of the cameras, Doc. Okay. Put your, put your hands up. Put your hands up now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Put we're your bank security. No, we're we're bank security. You don't. No, we're bank security. No, we're bank security. Well, hold on. Gonna, no, we're D- bank Dane's security. gonna chime in and go. Uh, hey, Doc, cops are here. Time. Time to wrap this up, Bob. We could use weasel maneuver. I wave my hand at him to for me to uh, duck and run away and him shoot the grenade launcher at the guards. <laughs> what? So, Dr. Cogsbuckle, you stumble on plant number one, which again was clearly marked by Ratboy and his floor plan uh, in the preliminary vent work that he did for this job and spin into it uh, and not away <laughs> as previously intended and take a healthy dosing of shrapnel. You were supposed to weasel <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> I understand, Wayne, but you know uh, <laughs> he he wakes back up and says, uh, "We don't, we we can't actually get in the safe." Who can? The the bank manager. Oh yeah. Mhm. And I look and say, "I'm sure glad I brought two of these," and I stick it to the lock. You the, the you turn around uh, and see that a good chunk of the vault door was taken off, but it was about four feet thick. So there's still door to be had. Yes, there is. Well, luckily I have another grenade launcher that is undamaged. Uh, uh, sir, they they seem to have called the police to the bank. Goodness me. You're sitting in the alleyway um, when two of the police officers, the, the protectorate forces, uh, they round the bollards and guns raised, start moving down the alley towards your car that is sitting lights off but idling in the alleyway. And Boulder, you guys have quite the situation for yourself um, at the moment. You hear shots being fired above, a lot of loud sounds, and a lot of screaming. You have uh, one dead security officer and three living ones bleeding out on the floor in front of you, and um, a partially damaged safe. What do you guys do? Wayne? Um, yeah. Yeah, so now might be a good time to use the other grenade launcher that you have on hand. That was the plan, and I pulled the trigger. <laughs> Your, your ears still slightly ringing, but definitely muted by your earplugs uh, to see the inside of the vault and all of the, the lines and lines of safe deposit boxes. This free for all. Grab what you can so we can get get the heck out of here. And you're able to stuff 18 of them at random into, into your duffel bag. As you kind of flip them over to get at the gun that is uh, underneath him, you see a pin, a small pin with the colors and crest of the Renoir crime family. Doc, we got a problem. Oh, 
my <laughs> god what have we done also down the alley you see two large black cruisers unmarked uh park kind of nose in front of the uh, cruiser vehicle that's parked in perpendicular to you and you see four guys get out of each car all dressed in black toting some heavy weaponry boulder, boulder grenade wall behind me go i'm gonna go and pick up the dog, drop my grenade launcher because it's on a sling, so it's gonna fall to my side. Right. And I'm gonna throw the dog in the back of Monica. I'm gonna dive through the window, and we're gonna do a sweet mall run montage. No. Of a cop chase <laughs> through the mall. I like it. This is this is great. Not only do you uh, drive through the glass, but you manage to kind of like get a side willy ramp going on on some benches on the right hand side. It actually lifts the car off the ground, and you completely clear the bollards on the outside. I yes, sir. Do the ninety. Stop completely. Look Boulder straight in the face and go. Guess I'm just built different. And then just slam <laughs> the accelerator. And uh, as you pull up to the lighted building that is Dr. Cogsbuckle, uh, Phineas Cogsbuckle School for Enlightened Children, a gaggle of students uh, flood out of the doors to greet you guys. <laughs> students, I want you to know you did a fantastic job today. Excellent work. We got plenty of money to buy new toilet paper so you can stop using my issues of Cog Weekly. <laughs> um, so one, one small child in the back has their hand raised up. Yes, you. Um, Dr. Cogsbuckle, I have a question for you. Yes. This kid's like six years old. <laughs> of course. What's your question? Did did we get away clean? Do you see me? What do you think the answer to that question is going to be? And just as you say that, ten black cruisers pull into the round circle in front of Dr. Cogsbuckle's school for enlightened children. Ah, uh, crackers. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Side Quest. I am your GM, Joey, and I have with me these guys. That's really the only way I can introduce them, but these guys. First up, I have Dan, the man with a plan, who's likes to juggle pans. Dan, how are you, Dan? Howdy, everybody. Whoa, doing okay, great. Bringing a different energy. How are you? Bringing a different. Bringing a different energy. Give it. Yes. Give it one more time. A little bit more of a Texas accent. Here we go. Howdy, y'all. It's Dan. Wow. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? Fantastic. Nice to meet you there, Fan- brother. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we have Richie, the man who uh, also likes to play with pans. Uh, Richie, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> doing good. How are you doing, boss? I'm doing good. I'm on a pan thing tonight. Last up, uh, we have Cruz Turner, the man who cannot afford any pans. Cruz, how are you, buddy? Oh. Wow. <laughs> a personal attack this early? I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, I was doing fine. <laughs> Oh, because of the no pants thing, right? I mean, yeah. I, you know, I said pants, not pants. Oh, right? cool! I'm wearing shorts and no shirt. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just, man, too bad we're not on camera. I just tonight. had to get <clears throat> comfortable, you know. Oh, Cruz's OnlyFans coming soon. Indeed. Um, so, Ooh. guys, I wanted to talk to y'all. Last time we left off, and then the end of episode one, it was a bit of a dire situation for you. You had just made it back to Doctor Cogsbuckle School for Enlightened Children, and that that very deep voice seven year old 
asked you if you got away clean and in his hubris, Dr. Cogsbuckle seemed to indicate that he, that you did only for y'all to be seconds later surrounded by uh, no less than 10 uh, very large jet black cruisers. What what are y'all thinking at the moment? What are we feeling? Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, let's <laughs> let's let's go down the list. Dr. Cogsbuckle, what do you what has your hubris gotten you? You know, they say pride goes before the fall. Um, what what has your hubris uh, done for you lately? Well, if you recall, I got riddled with bullets last time. So right now I'm a little bit in and out of death. So but right. my fir- I would say my first thought when I see the black cruisers pull up is, "Oh god, what have we done?" <laughs> And a second thought is they're parking on my grass. Yes, I uh, I have Rat Boy tend to the uh, to the lawns quite often. I I judge him very strictly. Does he? Uh, I I think some of the places in the lawn are more fertilized and yellow than other places because yeah, he pees she, specifically mm, in those places. Yes, you could say that. I yeah, I, I, I think so. that. Well, just use your imagination on that one. <laughs> uh dan monica took a, a, a bit of a beating last week how's she doing it, okay i'm gonna call it okay she's not talking to me right now because right. i think i you know due to all the, the holes and whatnot but it's fine i'm gonna ask rap boy later to go and um, grab some uh roadsides for me and i could patch her up no problem <laughs> nice very nice i like the aesthetic of monica covered in road signs it's pretty good using uh, just smelting them onto the car yeah um and Boulder, I, I just I want to get your deep tactical insight into how you think you can handle this situation that you're in. Well, to be honest with you, I think a few grenades here and a few grenades there, we could take right care of it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We might lose the doctor in the process, but hey, let's see how it all plays out. Um, guys, I'm ready if y'all are. You ready to get into the episode? Yes, of course. The crescent moon hangs in the sky partially obscured by the distant floating mass of the high side district and subsequently casting a long inky black shadow over the whole of the warrens nearly all street lighting put in place by the new haven governance has long since been left in a state of disrepair adding even more bleakness to another otherwise bleak district of the city here and there small pockets of internal lighting spill out from the windows of the occupied buildings spaced disproportionately among rundown shacks desolate structures and tent cities. The wrought iron gates of Dr. Cogsbuckle's school for enlightened children stand open to the well-lit courtyard beyond, not by choice, but instead by disrepair. Small natural gas-fed lamps on iron poles dot the courtyard and half-oval drive, their light harshly overshadowed by the headlamps of the tin, jet-black, steam-powered cruisers idling on the front lawn. The harsh light is focused squarely on the group of students partially encircling the surprise forms of Dr. Cogsbuckle, Din, and Boulder. A wide door on the lead cruiser swings out and away, the occupant within obscured by the halos of the vehicle's headlamp. A pair of small but impeccably well-polished dress boots strike the pavement, followed by a leg, head, hand, and eventually the full squat, barrel-chested figure. His slick back, jet black hair, stark features, and sour face come into full view as they catch the light. Following suit, 20 more doors thunk open as no fewer than 30 figures step out of the vehicles, the heavy weaponry drawn and glinting fiercely in the bright light. The short man leans back nonchalantly against the hood of the Lee Cruiser, adjusts the lapels of his suit jacket, and takes measure of the three men before him. Without a word, Boulder shoulders the duffel bag containing his newly acquired safe deposit boxes and slides down his mask. So the man, he leans back and he um, kind of makes himself comfortable, surveys the scene, and uh, without a word, he lifts one hand and points forward and the, uh, the, the small army that he has with him move up amongst the grouping of vehicles. He, he motions 
motions to you to speak. Uh, uh, uh. Hello, I am Dr. Cogsbuckle. This is my school for enlightened children. May I help you? Without saying another word, he looks over at Boulder and motions. Okay, you too. Uh, hello. I assume these are yours, and I drop the bag on the ground. He walks over, picks up the bag, unzips the uh, the heavy-duty zipper on the top of it, and looks inside, looks back up to the three of you, and just kind of smirks and shakes his head. And he says, you know, guys, it, it has been a long, long, long time since I've seen people mess up this bad. Uh, honestly, what, what do you have to say for yourselves? Well, see... No, no. See, there's, there's. That's the problem. That's the problem. And he looks back at one of the, uh, one of the men standing behind him. He says, "That's the problem, guys. There, there's really no excuse for, for what we see right here before us. And with all these children too, I mean, you're just putting them in so much danger." And he sweeps his hand back, gesturing towards all the men with the weaponry. And he says, "But you know what? I, I'd love to hear it." Love to hear it. Go go ahead. Finish what you were saying. Ah, yes, of course. Well, see, the children, uh-huh. my students, um, see, what happened was yep. we ran out of toilet paper. Right. So we right. needed a good financial way of getting some toilet paper. So I oh, said... Oh, no, hold on. Let me finish that, that statement for you. So you decided to rob the most powerful man in the Warrens. Is that is that what I'm understanding? Well, to be fair, I did not uh-huh. know that at the time. Uh-huh. I just, I, I just want to make it very clear, in case it wasn't completely obvious, and he kind of, you know, flashes the uh, tie clip that he has that has the Renoir crest on it. He says, to make it perfectly clear to you, I'm a member of the Renoirs. These men, my men, are members of the Renoirs. You have property of the Renoirs. You have killed many of my men. I'm, I'm just not seeing a good way out of this for you guys. Uh, if, if I may interject, uh-huh. um, at first, it was a good place for us to go to we see the error of our ways your guards put up quite a fight and i would like to say my bad he holds up a hand and motions over to one of the guards a a very large man boulder you're a big guy but um this guy is easily a head taller than you uh walks over and he motions uh the the shorter man motions and and takes the weapon from the taller man and he points over at dr cogsbuckle and that guy just rears back and punches him right in the face Dr. Cogsbuckle, you're going to take one harm from that. Ouch! Dr. Cogsbuckle it oh crumples, crumples to the ground. He crumples to the ground, and I'll go ahead and react to that one for me. No, that was that was, that was about it, yes. It, uh, it hurt severely on top of my already severe injuries. Now, now look, boys, um, I, I, don't, I don't think I can explain this any clearer. So what's to keep me and my boys from killing you right now? Well, if I may interject again. Go, go ahead. Uh boulder it is boulder right yes thank you um Uh we look um hmm no insult to you or your men who are clearly uh strong and big and well armed but for us to be as uh dumb as you say we are we did make uh quite an impact maybe we um you know have use for you I don't, I, I, now, this is, and he looks back at his men and they all start laughing, uh, you know, obviously following his lead. He says, now, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to sound rude, um, Mr. Boulder, um, 
But you three have to be some of the stupidest criminals I've ever seen in my life. But um, they do. And I don't know what skill set you could offer the Renoir. They call it dumb luck. Yeah, but lightning doesn't strike twice, as as they say. Um, I believe it's Din Vizel. Uh, Din, what's to keep me from blowing up your car over there? Well, and again, uh, with with no disrespect to you and the very large number of men holding very large weapons, um, I'm not gonna lie, and I don't know if you you've heard of me in my past, but it doesn't look like you've got a driver with the set of stones on them that I've got. So, so you're offering to work for the the Rinmars? Is that what I'm understanding? I'm offering, maybe not speaking for the group. But I'd say you've got a pretty good trio here that, I mean, in reality, you, yes, you, you could end us here or you, know, you, know you what? could basically you know send us. Dan, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Dan, I'm sorry. No, you know what, Dan? I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm wasting your time. I'm wasting my boy's time. I just, I think I've heard enough. Uh, hey guys, let's, let's kill him and torch the place and let's be done with this. And he, or, 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 or you can send us on all the stupid stuff that you don't want your men to go on. And what's it to you if we die on those missions that you sent us on? It doesn't cost you a cent and it gets a rat out of your hair. I think that's how the saying goes. He looks back uh, at his men, looks back to you, clicks the safety off of his, uh, the rifle that he's holding and levels it at the three of you. And just as the firing is about to commence, a loud horn uh, rings out over the silence from one of the cruisers. Ugh. I didn't know guns could sound like um, car horns. Did I die? Are we dead? <laughs> um, Why am I short sweat? The man, the man uh, annoyed, very annoyed, Walks back to the to the cruiser, leans into the window, and after a small and audible argument with whoever is inside, throws the weapon down on the ground, walks back over to you, and says, "All right, listen, pick the old man up off the ground. That's it's wipe him off. He's disgusting." But Boulder, help help me get the doctor off the ground, please. A one-handed pickup, Doctor Phineas Cogbuckle by the scruff of his <laughs> lab coat. Dr. Cogsbuckle, you're lifted up off the ground, and um, you are you're kind of wiped off by the gentlest hands, uh, gentle gentlest, most calloused hands you've ever you've ever felt. Boulder, excuse me. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Boulder, am I am I dead? Not yet, Doc. I I feel dead. I understand, but soon maybe they're gonna take us somewhere less conspicuous and kill us. Yes, I would I would prefer that rather than doing it in front of the children. Yeah, it's such a sad way to go. I think so, but he did threaten to Bad set all the children on fire, so maybe we should just smile and maybe they'll let the kids go. Okay, excellent. Yes, let's. Uh, I will follow your lead. I can't really walk right now. So uh, the man looks back at you and says, "Look, if we're if we're done with all of this, I look. I just I've been instructed to apologize for the way that I've received you this evening, and the way that you were received at our fine bank." I was told, and he kind of like cracks his neck a little bit, I was told to make the offer to have a portion of my men babysit your students this evening while you um, have dinner with us. Oh, that's great because I'm starving. I'd hate to die on an empty stomach. You know what I mean? The most? Just not good. Generous offer. I, uh, Doc, would you care if these men took care of the children while we went and got a touch to eat from these fine gentlemen? Yes, of course. That's fine. Hey, it's- Excuse me, do you mind holding on a moment? I have to 
I need to write something down. Rat boy, can you bring me a pen and paper, please? He skitters up. Again, it's the sound of bare feet and long toenails with, uh, even when he has shoes on. And he says, um, yeah, yeah, boss, um, is the toilet paper good or? No, yes, the toilet paper is fine, rat boy. Um, I just got it from the store down the street. Uh, yeah, perfect. Yes, exactly. That's. Exactly. I did already use this piece, though, so. Okay. okay. But it's All the right. only one I have. All right. That's, that is perfectly fine. Um, so I'm going to write something on the paper. Oh, I, I would not use that side. Oh, I know it looks clear, but it's really not. <laughs> okay. Well, Ravel, do you have a clean piece of paper? Nah, bye boss. I, I'm really sorry. I mean, given the situation and the time crunch and the, the shorter man's like, uh, yeah, listen guys, we really got to be going. Yes. I, is, uh, I completely understand. And I'm going to just write it on the other side. I understand it's single ply. I just write whatever you got to write. Okay. We got to go. Alright. I am just 30 seconds away from starting to kill children to speed you okay. up. Okay, well don't do that, please. Um, I write that on the piece of paper and I hand it to him. It's instructions on what to do for the children. He snaps uh, He snaps at one of his boys and gets him to come over and, and take it. Obviously he wasn't going to touch that. And says, "How? why do so many of your kids have peanut allergies? Well, you know. They're extraordinary for a reason. Yes, you know, extraordinary children sometimes have weaknesses. I tell them it's not their fault. So you, okay, anyway, well, I, you know what? I feel like that should be unpacked at maybe, a, maybe an in-between episode or something. Um, boys, let's, let's go, let's do this thing. Uh, hey kids, uh, Get the heck in the inside, if you don't mind, please. And uh, the small army of men split off, you know, half and half, and they start advancing on the children, uh, firing warning shots into the air to get them to hurry inside. All the children scurry inside amongst screams and yells, and uh, soon you're just left with the three of you and about 10 guys, and including the short man in front of you. He says, um, listen, I, I, you know, it's so rude so rude considering that you stole from us and and i threatened to kill you and my my boy of his own accord and you know this dr cogsbuckle of his own accord he punched you right in the face and i'm sorry about that but my name you know just just so we're all on equal footing and and so we're all on the same page my name is friggin uh renoir how how's everybody doing uh, i'm sorry did did you have something to say mr mr Wiesel? are you friggin kidding me <laughs> got him <laughs> High five. Good job, mate. You do understand, sir, that I that I could not only have you killed, but kill you and destroy your car. I would be also very clear. Yes. Uh -huh. You're all right. And I'm going to formally apologize, but just know that bird ain't going to go away, baby. And he's just going <laughs> to wake. So he, uh, obviously half, half flustered, he readjusts his soup jacket again and um, says, now, if you'd all be so kind um, to formally consent because consent is important to being uh bound gagged and blindfolded um so we could be on our way that would be great any objections to this uh i guess that the whole hey can i drive us there is off the table huh not in my car of course but because of the whole convoy thing i just i've never driven one of y'all's vehicles before and it just looked fun but i'm, 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 I'm good one of the bigger guys in the back who's uh who, who you saw get out of the driver's seat when the cruiser says i don't think you could handle it honestly little man I'm going to touch on that on a later basis. What's your name? My name? Yeah. My, my name's Nelson. Nelson. Got it. All right. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. But uh, if we can go ahead and get the, the bag thing on before I um, I start having breathing problems due to all the anger. <laughs> yes. Um. Yes. You you have my friggin' consent. Did you just did you just come up with that one? <laughs> 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 nice one, Doc. Got him again. <laughs> he, uh... He gets one of the boys to come over and just manhandles you and starts. They they start gagging you and, and pretty pretty hard, uncomfortably hard. If the boulder um, promises not to speak, 
I don't like things in my mouth. You, you're speaking right, right now, like, Boulder. You do understand that. I right? know. I'm saying on the trip, you can blindfold and cover and whatever, but please, my mouth. I, I, if you speak, you realize I'm. They're gonna kill you. Boulder nods. Okay. So and that you you guys get gagged, bound, blindfolded, and uh, you get thrown into the back of one of the large cruisers. It's about. Um, a solid 45 minute drive you you get disoriented quickly it's obvious that the, that the route that they're taking is meant to confuse your your sense of direction the next thing you know you hear the light tinkling of a very tasteful jazz piano and you can smell the uh the, the smell of cooking uh steak and seafood mm. and uh the bags get pulled off your head and uh the you get unbound and ungagged and unblindfolded and you are sitting at the back booth of one of the nicest restaurants you have ever had the privilege of being in. And sitting in front of you is a very stern looking man. He has the same kind of sour expression that the uh, shorter man that Friggin had, but much more intimidating. And then he has two uh, female companions with him and then another well-dressed man uh, sitting on the other side of the round booth. And you guys are kind of sitting in three uh, high back chairs at the edge of the table. And uh, he motions to you uh kind of raises a glass and uh says now good evening gentlemen how how um how are we doing today uh, uh great how 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 are you sir now that's it's a good question because i've been better to be honest with you three idiots were stupid enough to blow a hole in my bank earlier today now i've uh. been to- i've been told that that they're that they're dead now and honestly i'm a little bit upset about that but you know what? We're going to have a great night. And I've been told you boys have a proposition for me. Uh, why, don't, why don't you go ahead and lay it out? Do- doctor, do you want to explain or do you want me to? Or Boulder? Anyone want to field this yes, uh, question? Yes, of course. Um, first off, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. But, are, you know, the reason we're here, and I'm assuming it's the, you know, it is the reason we're here. We he holds a- up a finger as uh, an assistant comes over, and um, you know it's, you can't hear the conversation over this very crowded restaurant, over the music playing. But he, the assistant, leans down into his ear and whispers something. You see this man get visibly upset, like you see a vein kind of stand out on his neck, and his face gets really, really red. And as the assistant stands up, without a word, the man pulls a steam pistol out of his belt and shoots the man in the head, and he falls down below, behind the back of the booth. Oh. He puts the pistol back in his belt and says, I, I'm, I'm sorry, doctor, please continue. Um, yeah, yes, where, where, where did I leave off? Um, of course, um, yeah. So, like I was saying, the reason we're here, and I think it's the reason we're here, is we, at least I feel like, and I, I, I feel like Din and Boulder feel the same way. We possess certain extraordinary skills that could really benefit you in the future if you were to spare us. We have what? an excellent driver. Okay, so far so good. Basically yeah. the best. Yes, the best driver. And we also have, well, he has a lot of grenade launchers. And I know that, you know, sometimes we use guns, but I've found that grenade launchers are far more intimidating than some guns. Doc, if I may interject. Yes, of course, Boulder. I, I prefer the term demolitions expert. You know, that is, yes, a demolitions expert. I think, yes, absolutely. That is a much better description than what I gave. I'm just so nervous right now. First of all, this is this is all well and good, uh, gentlemen, and I, I appreciate your interest. Um, 
I've read a lot about your your school, Doctor Cogsbuckle. Um, believe it or not, at least one person in the Warrens does read Cog Weekly, and um, you know I got to pick it up every day when it comes out. And uh, you say some pretty nasty things about my family. Yes, I. You know, it's really because I hear things on the street. I just thought it was some friendly banter, so I do apologize. But I do hear some nasty stuff about my school, and you know, as a scholar and you know the owner and proprietor of Dr. Phineas Cogsbuckle School for Enlightened Children, I do take some offense to what is said about me. Now, I, I just I have to ask, and and this is this is by no means a loaded question, and I want you to understand. <laughs> and he kind of laughs about the allusion to a, a firearm, and he says, "Ah, you know, loaded question. I I uh, I, I kid sometimes, but." He says, this is by no means a loaded question, but what exactly are you to someone like me? I, I own this district. This is, this is, this is mine. Uh, everything in it, even your stupid school. What, what, what are you to me? If I may, sir, um, the question isn't what are you to him and him to you, but you always swing up, never down. So... Our fine doctor here wants to be as smart of a businessman and as wealthy and so that he can spread his education to more children. So it is easy for him to say things about you because there is no reason for you to swing down. So if I were to say that he's a two-bit con man and is lying to all those children that he keep hold up malnourished at the school, that would be swinging down? Yes, because it is true, I suppose. But your words carry much more weight than Dr. Phineas Cogsbuckle, even with the Cog Weekly released daily. He says, um, you know, Boulder, I don't think you get enough credit. I think that's some wise words. That's some wise words. Look, boys, I, I, you know, you interest me. I'm not going to lie to you. You do interest me. Um, so I... I think I've got something that you can do for me. Um, it's a job that honestly none of my boys wanted to do, but it's got to be done. It's got to be done. It's part of doing business. And um, I just, you know, you're probably going to die. And I assume your affairs are in order appropriately. But, you know, I just, I, I think this could, this could be a good little one-off thing. And listen, you get it done, you survive. And maybe, uh, maybe I don't have to hear of you or from you ever again. And maybe you even stop writing about me and my family in this uh in this puny little excuse for toilet paper that you publish out of your absolutely rat infested school how does that sound you know dan's gonna nod yes i i think that is fair he says um well you know what guys i i think we have a deal and he reaches across the table uh a glass in hand at this point uh several sommeliers come around and pour you guys some drinks and he says uh to new partnerships and he and he offers you guys a cheers i raise my glass i well raised my glass i break the stem on accident when picking it up but i hold my glass <laughs> up as well <laughs> he he kind of he kind of smiles and the way that he smiles is is almost like as if a shark was smiling at you it's not a pretty sight and he says beautiful 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 um i do need you to do one more thing for me though boys i gotta see what your skill level is if we're gonna if we're gonna be doing this thing and for that purpose i've i've evo- i've organized a, a bit of an event in, in the back if you're interested you don't really have a choice but if you're interested i think it sounds delightful only uh only problem and caveat is i'm gonna need you to leave all your weapons on the table if you don't mind that's <laughs> <laughs> rewind slightly boulder goes 
Never mind. He doesn't. He just puts everything <laughs> on the table. I was going to say he goes, but I am a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a bold statement in just about a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if uh, I if I may interject, uh-huh. now you say you want us to prove ourselves. So, yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Now, yep. gotta see I, what you got. Yes, I I understand. Now, after our field trip earlier, I did suffer some major injuries, and it's very hard for me to, you know, move around. So I don't feel like me going and doing this, I would be able to act to my fullest potential no sooner do you get the words out of your mouth than a man clad in black grabs the side of your head tilts your neck to the side and stabs you in the uh in the carotid artery with a uh just a massive needle and just starbursts and patterns explode in front of your eyeballs as you've been injected with a healthy dose of uh, boost it's uh you feel like your brain is going a million miles a minute and uh what in game terms what that is going to translate into is that you uh, have been healed five harm if i may ask could we consider ourselves if we succeed at your gathering if our debt to you will be paid after the job we could be doing if we impress you oh no he kind of laughs a little bit and looks around the the women and and the well-dressed man that he's with laugh too and he says no boulder no 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 the the debt's not gonna be paid with just this job no i didn't anticipate that i was trying to say in general if we could ever work the debt off for you i i'd assume that by the time you get to the point where you could work the debt off for me and have done enough you will be too invaluable to my operation to just let go well that's fine as long as i have gainful employ and a life to live i think the life is the only thing you need to focus on at the moment gainful employ at this point sir is merely having a normal meal i like how boulder's voice has changed (laughs) (laughs) he got very formal (laughs) the fear the fear talking that's right my pants Um, are now wet too (laughs) Din. Yeah, very cold now. <laughs> so he says, well, boys, um, now the doctor looks like he's in, in fighting shape, and I, my, my men will escort you to the back. Um, uh, good luck, I guess, is the best way to put it. Any last thoughts? Any last words? Um, I really hope I don't see you boys again anytime soon. Um, it'd be great for me if y'all just died on this job, to be honest, but hey, who knows? You know, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Hey, Dr. Cogsbuckle, you should probably... Um, rush back to the school after this one somebody might have left a present for you I, and uh you guys get gagged and 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 hooded before you can say anything else another loud uh, heavy set of shuffling around um you you can't hear anything other than like the bag rubbing against the earplugs in your ears and um no, no ride this time but uh just a shuffling to the back of the of the restaurant when you're kind of pushed into a room it's very cold and damp feeling and as the bags come off and the earplugs come out, you hear just a huge amount of crowd cheering and roaring. And you did not expect to be in the middle of a, of a round cage uh, with some 100, 150 people surrounding it. What you also didn't expect was the very large seven foot five man, heavily bemuscled, weighing has to be 500 pounds, standing at the other end of the cage. Any, any thoughts before we do this thing? Like our odds, question mark? <laughs> Doc. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, we're in a cage. Uh, what's the 
floor look like? Like, is it tile? Is it concrete? What's, what's going on? So this is like a poor concrete slab floor. You've got a, uh, a cage all the way around. This is kind of like black chain link. chain link fence, but it's got these wires run through it. And from the top of the cage, there's a, there's a few people kind of standing on platforms up near the top of the cage, and they throw down an assortment of weaponry into the middle of the cage. So I'm gonna let everybody, so this, we're going for very bad damage, but this is non-lethal because, uh, you know, Clexfield doesn't want to kill you here. <laughs> so this is all gonna be non-lethal, but it, it's pretty nasty looking weaponry. Uh, the man standing opposite the cage picks up a, um, a bent pipe and he picks up a baseball bat with a big nail sticking out of the uh, side of it. Uh, what weapons do you guys pick up? Go ahead, Baldy, you're, you're first. I feel you should get first choice on this. Uh, I guess I pick up the broken pool cue. Nice. That's a good one. I like it. All right. Uh, Dan? I guess I'll take like a, I don't even, uh, a beer bottle. Like a whole beer Balder, bottle. A whole beer bottle. <laughs> Balder slaps the beer bottle out of his hand and hands him the monkey wrench. Nice. Yeah. A big, uh, just a giant like cheater bar size monkey yeah. wrench. Oh yeah. No. This, this feels good. <laughs> Dr. Cogsbuckle, what do you pick up? Well, first I would like to use one of my abilities. Yeah. Go for it. Yes, of course. Um, I'm going to use divine protection. Now, what is divine protection? Now, this ability. <laughs> Wrong game, Dan. This isn't D&D. No, no, this no. This is not D&D, bro. This is, this is my move. Now let me use it. So the description of this ability is your gods give you one armor. Now, in this sense. Your gods are you is what yes, you're about to and, say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, since I'm fighting for my life and for my school and my students, this is giving me my one armor. Right, because in this instance, if you die, then you can no longer profit off of the kids at your school. Yes, of course. So, and I'm also going to pick up the baseball bat. <laughs> you pick up. I was actually going to ask, does yeah. he still have his cane? I mean, cane is, I wouldn't consider a weapon in front of like a mob boss and he was clearly injured. So would he be able to keep that or is that left back at the table? Dan, roll 2d6. If you get above a three, you have your cane. I'm sorry, not above a three. If you get above a six, <laughs> I can't think of dice right now. <laughs> oh, he rolled a Dang four, it. ladies and gentlemen. He, oh Dr. Cogsbuckle, you were told to his, leave your cane outside. It was obvious. Cane. It was, was obviously trying. a rifle. <laughs> Just <Dang> obviously. <laughs> they saw the giant trigger on it. That's right. Uh, they must have seen right through that cane. <laughs> so you so you pick up a aluminum baseball bat, and um, you guys kind of get back towards your side of the, the ring. And um, what's, the, what's the plan of attack here? I want to get into your heads a little bit. I think the doc should distract him while Boulder... Boulder go high and I go yeah, low. Yeah, exactly. I dig it. No sooner do you guys kind of share a look at, as the crowd starts cheering and a large, uh, la a large, a loud bell goes off uh, uh, overhead when the man uh, on the other end charges uh, directly at uh, Din. Ah, ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Din, I need you to read a charge situation. Read a sitch. Gotcha, gotcha. That's an eight. All right, uh, Din, so on an eight, you're going to be able to... Uh, that's a mixed success, so again, in this game, on a six, it's a miss. On a seven to nine, it's a mixed success. And on a 10 plus, it is a full success or critical success. Um, so on a seven to nine, you can ask me one of the following questions. Where's my best escape route? Way in, way past. Which enemy is most vulnerable to me? Which enemy is the biggest threat? Which, uh, what should I be on the lookout for? What's my enemy's true position or who is in control here? Uh, escape route, please. So escape route 
in this uh, in this instance probably would be to duck behind Boulder or at least move out and away behind Boulder. You also are uh, you also see that the wires running inside the fence. You hear a low humming buzzing sound coming from them. Uh, you know your best escape route from this situation is probably to figure out a way to disable this guy w along with everybody else. Gotcha. No problem. So um, you're able to move out and away uh, as he charges towards you. Um, he just is about to catch uh, catch a piece of you as you as you move away, uh, and he turns to face Dr. Cogswell, who's sitting there in your wake. Dr. Cogswell, he's going to exchange harm with you with his wrench. Um, he swings it down uh, over the top of you, and as you kind of bend down and away from it, it just rakes right across your back uh, and dealing two damage to you, two harm. But with your with your I guess belief in yourself and your one armor, <laughs> you you stand up to this uh, this devastating hit across your back and only take one harm. What do you do in response? Well, I'm going to with the adrenaline pumping through my veins with the uh, the shot of boost. I'm going to attempt to hit him in the kneecaps with my bat. <laughs> All right, go, uh, roll to uh, roll to seize by force is what we're gonna. Or I'm That's sorry, no, this would be uh, this is single combat. So the, when you do a single combat, you roll plus hard. Okay, so that's an 8 minus 1. <laughs> 7. On a 7 to 9, you can choose one of the following. You inflict terrible harm, which is plus 1 harm, or you suffer little harm, which is minus 1 harm. So you can either inflict terrible harm or uh, suffer less harm. Inflict terrible harm. Okay, so you're going to inflict plus 1 harm on him. So your pipe, uh, so all of your hand melee weapons are going to have a 2 harm uh, indicator on this. And so uh, you're going to inflict 2 harm, but his uh, natural armor, he's a thick-skinned boy, is going to absorb one of that harm, and he's only going to take one harm. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, take two because you did ter terrible harm so he he kind of spins uh spins away taking these this back to the kneecap uh and then turns to face boulder boulder what do you do uh can i say something to din uh yeah din get behind him on all fours and i will push him into the fence <laughs> you got it, boss i guess this will be uh an assist or a, a help move yeah so this would be rolling to help out absolutely yep. so help or interfere so when you help or interfere with someone uh you make a roll plus hx so this is uh hx is an indicator of your relationship with boulder in this instance uh so i believe right now because you haven't really do you have any hx with boulder or are you just plus one i don't think i have any hx with boulder right now he yeah, should so after have our from last... the first session because i gave it to him did you give it to him mm -hmm. so you would have an hx plus two with boulder at the moment so you'll be able to uh roll uh your roll plus two that's a six Oof. Uh, so on a six, that's a miss. So I get to uh, make a hard move. And in this instance, uh, Din, you go to kneel down behind the very, I, again, I cannot stress enough. This man is seven foot five, 500 pounds, all muscle. You go to kneel down behind him and boulder it just as you go to shove the man seeing what is happening spins out of the way and actually lift kicked in into the fence and you're gonna take four harm so i don't even get to take my attempt at all no that's my hard that's my hard move uh -huh. so he, he he lift kicks you into the fence you slam into it on uh your back actually hitting dead into the in the center of the of a mass of wires and the jolt that flows through you just for the briefest moment you see lola again but as you fall away from the from the side of the cage she disappears out of your vision and, and for the briefest moment, right before you hit the mat hard, you're sad. You're just a sad boy. Good. 
So next up, uh, we'll go flip back to Dr. Cogswuckle. Now, where would you say my positioning is? He's kind of turned away from you facing towards Den and Boulder. So you hit him in the kneecaps and then kind of spun away. So you're still in melee range, but you're more towards the middle of the cage and they're kind of over uh, on one of the sides. All right, I'm going to attempt to run at him from behind and smack him on the back of the head. <laughs> you're just going to fly by him? Yes. I love it. All right, so uh, <laughs> roll for single combat. That's uh, plus hard. Oh, no. Oh, that's no. that's a four. Okay. Well, we'll resolve that in a second. We'll flip. <laughs> we'll flip to Din uh, as Doctor Cogsbuckle tries to run up from behind and uh, swing at the back of this man's head. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm on the ground. You said so. I don't know. Do I do I have a sense about myself? You're pretty dazed, but I mean, you could stand up and try to get away if you wanted to. You could try to read a sitch uh, if you if you wanted to try to get a better sense of what's happening or what's about to happen. Yeah, I'll do the read a sitch. Okay. So roll plus sharp. It's going to be an 11. So you can ask me uh, three of the following. What's my best escape route? Way in, way past. Which enemy is most vulnerable to me? Which in this case would be maybe what's the best way to attack him? What enemy is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my enemy's true position or who's in control here? I guess the best way to attack him. Okay. And uh, then I uh, like, can I also use, because it's, it's, is it one question or two? You get three actually. Three. So that won't be the first. Second one, can I use it for like the last two for Cogs and Boulder for their best escape route i think maybe yeah I, I think i think maybe we could you could ask me one question for one of them and apply give them a plus one on acting on that answer how's that sound cool so my best thing will be i guess for cogs and just to keep him as far away as i can coach him away from the big guy basically yeah absolutely so uh as far as your best attack dr cogsbuckle had it right the only place that's weak on this guy is the only place that's weak on everyone and that's his kneecaps and so from your laying down position you could easily sidekick him right in the knees got it so um and then um you doing that and basically what your plus one forward will be after the hard move that i'm about to take on dr cogsbuckle so or, or i mean you can hit him in the knees with with your uh with your wrench too it's up to you i guess yeah uh, i guess i'll try to because i mean you if the game for just game mechanic wise i can't get away or help with this hard move like your hard move on us like that's gonna happen regardless even if i try to interfere with it yeah basically what happens is i get to try to t i get to take control of the story because it's something that's already happened right gotcha uh then once all that happens yeah i'll go for a just a blind swing at the knees so we'll, we'll kind of do it at the same time just to, to, to flesh out the hard move. You go you go to blind swing. It's still in a daze, but but coming around, uh, getting your clarity back. <laughs> you make a hard swing with the monkey wrench right at his knees and just rake him right across the kneecaps. He screams loud and the bell dings twice. And uh, as he kind of stumbles back and away, you see silhouetted by the um, the high bay lighting overhead, the, the image of a crazed, wide-eyed Dr. Cogsbuckle, his baseball bat raised, swing down hard, just missing the man's head as he spins away uh, in pain, and he just nails Boulder right across the face for two harm. <laughs> Zero harm. Zero harm because Boulder has two armor. And and it, it, Dr. Cogsbuckle lands in a superhero po uh, pose, completely unaware that he did not hit the uh, the. Correct oh, wow. Boulder, I'm so sorry. My um, nose. It yes, was I see. perfect. I, yes, it was. I understand. Uh, now I look like Willwin <laughs> William Olsen. Uh. <laughs> no, 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 not William Olsen. Uh. More like 
Owen Wilson. <laughs> As the uh, Dr. Cogsbuckle smashes Boulder across the face, the crowd cheers loudly uh, and begins banging on the sides of the cages. Several of them get shocked in the process. Uh, you know, they're bringing on electric fence. What do you want? And, and the bell dings twice again. And then a few more bouts of weapons are thrown in. There's a few folding chairs that are thrown in. Um, there is a sledgehammer that's thrown in and the man at the edge, uh, he, he kind of makes a break for the sledgehammer in the middle of the ring. Boulder, what do you do? I dive to try to get it as well. Okay, so this would be a uh, seize by force roll. All right. So this is plus hard. It's a plus three on hard. So this is a perfect success. Uh, so again, in this game, guys, the way that we do this is 10 plus is a full success. A 13 plus is a critical success. So the same thing as, uh, that a crit 20 is in D&D. Uh, so you can choose uh, three of the following. You inflict terrible harm, which is plus one harm. You suffer little harm, which is minus one harm. You take definite and undeniable control of whatever you're trying to seize, or you impress, dismay, or frighten your enemy. Okay, so the boulder, now with his newly adjusted nose, thanks, Doc, he <laughs> will attempt seeing the man dashing for the sledgehammer, will charge forward, striking him for serious harm. Nice. So that's... Plus one harm, okay. With that plus one of my gunslinger moves, I inflict plus two additional harm. Oh, Lord. And then I will take definite control as he is swept back from the strike grabbing the sledgehammer and i will take little harm just in case he strikes back <laughs> nice that's very good so um boulder with a yell charges across uh to the middle of the cage just as the larger man uh bends down to pick up uh, the sledgehammer boulder you lower your shoulder and just give a herculean tackle as you hit the man you hit him low and kind of lift him up as you go for the sledgehammer as well your hand gets to it first and with the speed from your attack you fling the man backward vault he kind of like vaults into the fence uh taking the full brunt of it so what's your total harm plus two and then the weapon was two so four so with four harm uh minus the one he takes three harm from that and then he takes an additional two uh from the fence so he's going to be a uh, take five harm so uh he is not looking good as he hits the ground hard the whole crowd lets out a ooh as uh it kind of goes silent for a second before he groans and coughs and rolls onto his back and then struggles to his feet uh, Boulder, you're standing there in the middle with a sledgehammer in hand. Uh, he is visibly, visibly scared uh, of you right now. Dr. Cogsbuckle, what do you do? Well, I'm going to attempt to shuffle back on my feet and I'm going to go for the same kneecap. You're going to run across the cage and try to nail him in the kneecap again? Yes. Roll plus hard, baby. Let's go. Oh <laughs> my God. Say it out loud for the people. It's a five. Minus one. Which is a four. Uh-huh. Dude, I'm okay. I'm pretty sure the algorithm's off on this dice uh, <laughs> rolling machine. Vinny don't, don't. slash Joey, I uh -huh. have an idea. Okay. Unbeknownst to me, when the doc is rushing across the arena and I am returning cheers to the crowd, I hit him in the face with the sledgehammer. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yes, this is good. So as he runs, as he runs across, to, he's got his bat raised high, and he just has a frenzied scream and look in his eye. Again, he's all hopped up on drugs. Uh, he has a frenzied scream. You, you're returning cheers to the crowd. That y'all have a chant going back and forth of bowl and dur, bowl and dur. Um, you accidentally just nail him in the face. Cold clock. 
for the with the sledgehammer. Uh, how much damage do you do? I. Two. It's up to you. <laughs> the, so the sledgehammer deals two damage. I'm not gonna make you do any of that other stuff. Okay. <laughs> but you deal two damage uh, minus his armor minus one, so you you take uh, one damage, Doctor Cogswiggle, as you just land flat on your back from being taken out by the sledgehammer. Uh, when you wake up a few moments later, you see Boulder standing over you uh, with a sledgehammer, and you have no idea how that guy hit you from all the way across the sta uh, across the cage. <laughs> Boulder, what just happened? <laughs> I think. I did to you what you did to me, Doc. I'm sorry. I see. Fair enough. Well played. My, I, it was an accident. I got wrapped up in the crowd. Yes, uh, you, yes. You've done that previously in the past. Uh, I understand. I understand. And I fall back asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the the man on the other side of the cage seeing this and seeing Boulder in a last ditch effort, uh, he does something a little bit crazy. He turns around and grabs a handful of uh, electrically charged wires that shock him in the process. He's going to take another two harm as he rolls into dangerously close to death territory and yanks them off of the edge of the cage, fully electrified, and then gets a better handle on them as he now has two electrified whips, one in each hand. Din, what do you do? Well, that's that's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> um... Uh, God, I wish I would have thought of that. I mean, I'm going to kind of like, because I'm still face down, kind of still, because that that just, that, for lack of a better term, sucked. Yeah, right. I'm going to get to basically one knee, and assuming his gaze is very concentrated with Boulder, I'm going to just yeet the wrench as hard Thank as I can God. at his head. In my head, I'm just sitting there, throw the wrench, throw the <laughs> wrench. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so roll, uh, roll plus hard. This is Richie out of character. Um, I am really sorry for the inevitable fail in clocking you in the head, but I really right. am. I love you, but... Hey! Oh, it's a nine plus. Uh, it's a nine. It's a nine. So in a seven and nine, which is a mixed success, you choose one of the following. You can inflict terrible harm, which is plus one harm, or you can suffer little harm. Ah, uh, plus one harm. Okay. There's so, ill intent behind that yeet. Yes, I understand. So as you uh, as you throw uh, the wrench, you kind of like cock back tomahawk throw style, and you throw it, and as it tumbles through the air, seeing this, um, the big man's eyes go wide. And he whips uh, one of his electrical cords around and whips it towards you at the same time. And as they kind of cross paths in the middle, it's this very cool slow-mo moment as they crackle with electricity as the, uh, you know, a, a one tiny thin uh, line of electricity kind of just barely touches the hammer as it crosses over. It's a very cool Marvel movies moment. And uh, <laughs> the hammer strikes him full on in the dumb, just nails him. And at the same time, the end of the cable wraps around the front of your outstretched arm. Uh, and, and you're going to take three harm from that one. Uh, it's, so also out of character, Joey, that's, um, I don't know if you've been keeping up with my harm lately here, but, but um, that's going to put me at 10. Oh, you're almost at midnight, huh? Yeah. Den is, uh, in, Den is in very bad shape. Also, just as it wraps around my hand, you're just going to see Din's eyes go really wide. I go, I don't care. That's still one of the coolest things ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. You, uh, but the last thing you see before your vision goes dark and your arm gets very, very hot is um, the guy getting clocked right in the forehead. I'm going to let it uh, follow up with Boulder's last action as this guy gets, he's he's one shot, one harm away from being done. So what the Boulder sees in his head is wrench face, he falls forward, and Boulder runs across the arena and pulls 
the hammer above his head with both hands and drives it down into his skull like Galaga and a watermelon. <laughs> I love it. Uh, roll to do single combat. Plus harm. Hard. <laughs> Plus that hard. is a nine. Uh, nine. Uh, seven or nine is mixed success. You can either inflict terrible harm or you can suffer Inflict harm. terrible harm. So that will be That's a total of four harm. This, describe One the whole scene for me harm. in graphic detail. There Boulder is standing, sweat dripping, blood dripping from his face. Boulder sees his opportunity as his friend Din is laying on the ground being tased. He runs forward, lifts his hammer, and goes pop goes the weasel, brings down the <laughs> hammer, and the man's head explodes as if it were filled with little bits of explosive. The crowd cheers, the blood all over his face. He raises his hammer and he says, Boulder! <laughs> The crowd goes wild as cheers of Bull and Durr start echoing back and forth across the room. Uh, money changes hands from people taking bets on the fight. And the last thing that you guys hear as you're electrocuted from behind as a, as a group of men dressed in black storm the, uh, storm the middle of the cage is, is the sound of the, the crowd cheering Boulder's name. And Doc, all you can think is the itchiness uh, of the drug starting to wear off in your system. <laughs> you guys black out and next thing you know, you're awake, sitting on the gaslit lawn of the school for enlightened children. Was that a dream? <laughs> it's quiet. The moon hangs high overhead. And other than immense and terrible soreness and quite a few injuries, uh, you seem to be alive. Should have said, bro, I'll get it next time. <laughs> um, why don't you guys have a quick discussion about the events of the evening? Let's start with Dr. Cogswickle. What, uh, what exactly happened? All I remember was getting slapped in the face really hard. <laughs> Doc, I'm not gonna lie. I think I found my new calling. Arena fighting. You know, after that encounter, I, you know, maybe it's time to resume combat training at the school. The school! The guy said he left a, he left a present at the school! Just as you say that. <laughs> oh, I'm so no. Sorry. I'm so sorry, oh, Richie. Oh, no. <laughs> Just as you say that, you hear what seems to be, it really just kind of comes into focus. You hear what seems to be a timer beeping down, coming from the direction of Monica as she sits at the top of the oval drive. That's not where I park that. What do you do? I mean, I'm going to get up and I'm going to start sprinting. I have to start sprinting towards my car. I need you to roll 2d6. And if it's higher than a six, let me know. Oh. How about six on the nose? <laughs> I'm sorry, Richie. As you, as Din yeah, sprints yeah. towards his car, uh, illuminated beautifully in this um, in this uh, Monet-esque painting, <laughs> you you see <laughs> a big fireball light up the night sky. <laughs> no! no, no, no! <laughs> I see him just sprinting and like stumbling, and all of a sudden it's just this bright light, and you see him silhouetted, and then he drops yep. to his. Monica. <laughs> um, as the fireball clears up away and dissipates into the air, uh, Dr. Cogsbuckle, while you did observe the scene and didn't really feel anything about it, you start to feel as, as sad as uh, Din does as you see the front part of the school, the front entrance, severely damaged from the blast. Oh, my school! <laughs> Not the front door! Oh, my goodness! Boulder, it's about this time that you remembered that one of your grenade launchers was, was damaged in the bank heist. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a flaming candy bar lands beside me. 
this brightens things up and I pick it up and I eat it. Thanks everybody for joining us at SideQuest. We hope you had a really great time. We did too. I'm sorry if that one got a little bit intense and scary. What am I talking about? No, I'm not. Guys, did y'all have fun tonight? I did. That was dope. I, did. I legit now want to do more club. arena fighting. <laughs> like, I know that it was everybody's hand, but when Boulder had the opportunity to Gallagher some dude's head, like. <laughs> That's just a good time. That's a good time had by all. Well, again, thank you guys for joining us at SideQuest. We, we had a fantastic time. And we want to tell you, uh, just for a second, I want to get Din in Din's voice with Din's personality and in Din's feelings at the moment telling you about our social medias. <laughs> There's a Patreon where you can give me money to rebuild my car. And we got a Twitter where you can go hashtag screw that guy. <laughs> we also got a Discord. Dan, Dan, if it's okay, look, I'll take over from here. Um, you, got, you can uh, consult Dan on Discord. You can also find us at our subreddit, uh, subreddit SickPod, S-I-Q-P-O-D. That's reddit slash r slash s-i-q-p-o-d and then you can also find us uh, on all of your favorite podcasts. Please give us a review and um, on on Apple, I don't think all the other ones take reviews, but give us a review on Apple. Five stars would be amazing. We hope that we deserve it. And uh, also uh, Richie may be in your normal Richie voice. I feel bad for Dan. We should give him a break. Tell him about yeah. if they use the hashtag, sick, hashtag sickpod. Dude, hashtag sickpod on our Twitter. If you say something nice, maybe, just maybe, uh, maybe you you get to be in the next episode as a nice little uh, NPC. If you say something bad, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it for anyone else, but maybe you're also an NPC and you might die. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. We would However, never say just, that. You know, yeah. Yes, as an example, uh, we had uh, you, uh, Twitter user I am Griff, Griff Phoenix, G-R-Y-P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Uh, his, his name is Isaac, and we had him tweeted us today using the hashtag S-I-Q-P-O-D. And uh, as a result, in next week's episode, he will be an NPC, which I'm very excited about. So uh, thanks, Isaac, for uh, tweeting at us using the hashtag. Guys, I, I think I covered everything. Did I miss anything? Final thoughts on the episode. Uh, Dr. Cogsbuckle, go. Yes, you know, as always, please make sure to check out Dr. Fbenea's Cogsbuckle School for Enlightened Children, where your children can unlock their full potential. And unfortunately, we're currently undergoing renovations. <laughs> and as always, please... Make sure to pick up your issue of Pog Weekly, released daily. And do not expect much about the Rimoire crime family tomorrow. <laughs> and next up, uh, Din, tell me tell me through the tears and the pain, how you feeling? I bet it was that stupid Nelson guy. I bet. <laughs> yeah, I bet so much of my hard-earned money that was in my car. I bet. I bet it was, screw that guy. He's just mad I was faster. Oh, oh, Dan. Uh, last but not least, Boulder, uh, you're up, buddy. Uh, thank you. <clears throat> I hope you boys and girls enjoyed the show. This chocolate bar was delightful. Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in to SideQuest. We will see you all next week. Everybody say bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.